Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Florida, and brought to you by Tico People's Gas, at the heart of Florida's energy. Founded almost 30 years ago in Jacksonville, Firehouse Subs has grown to over 1,200 locations with plans for continued growth. Jacksonville Business Journal Editor-in-Chief Tim Gibbons breaks bread with new CEO Mike Hancock, who shares his plans and his favorite sub. Obviously, I want to talk about uh, Firehouse and what your plans are for growth and all of those sort of things. But let's have listeners learn a little bit about you, you know, to start off. You've had a what looks like a fascinating career with Restaurant Brands International has taken you, you know, around the world, Canada and Switzerland and Jacksonville. What got you into the restaurant business? That's a great question. I actually was going through uh, through graduate school and wasn't sure what to do next. And one of the companies that came on the campus was actually, it was just Burger King at the time. It was Bernardo Hess was the CEO of Burger King back then. And he came and gave a speech about the vision and the growth of Burger King, the future that he saw ahead for the concept, talked a lot about the culture he was trying to instill in the organization around meritocracy and and kind of fell in love with the plan of the company. And then once I got into Burger King, uh, I think I just fell in love with the industry. Such a fast-paced industry. I've always been my whole life a consumer of quick service restaurants. So a big personal fan. And then getting to impact so many guests every single day. I mean, our restaurant chains, you can make someone's day if you do things the right way. You can break someone's day if you don't do it the right way. So The stakes are very, very high in what we do every single day. And uh, it's an industry that I just really fell in love with. And to your point, had lots of opportunities to work in different parts of the world for different brands and learn just a tremendous amount through that opportunity. Coming into being involved with Tim Hortons had to be interesting. That's such a part of Canadian culture. And, you know, you show up and it's, uh, you know, chief operating officer. And that just had to have been uh, some interesting and fun challenges, I would think. It really was. You hear about the brand, especially being part of the RBI family. I was able to learn about their trips to Canada, but you never really understand it until you get there. I've talked about this before. It's It really is a Canadian icon. We've got you know 4,000 locations in Canada, one for every 9,000 Canadians roughly. It's among the highest visited retailers of almost anywhere planet Earth. Our guests uh, really are passionate about what we do. We have an incredible foundation there. And even during the pandemic, we should say the decisions that we were making were almost as impactful as the decisions the Canadian government were making and impacting so many people every single day. We actually at one point were handing masks out of the windows, out of our drive through windows. So we really, stakes were really, really high. It's an incredibly special brand. And as someone coming from the U.S., I think there's a, probably a natural perception both from you know other folks in, in the industry and franchisees that this person maybe doesn't understand our culture, our business, what made this brand so special. And it really took me kind of rolling up my sleeves, getting to, to spend a ton of time with our franchisees across the country, spend a ton of time getting to understand our operations to really gain that credibility that we're taking this brand in the right direction. And you're seeing now, we're really excited about the direction that Tim is going. So you came to, to Firehouse a couple months after RBI purchased the uh, the brand, uh, first as chief operating officer and then promoted in March, I want to say, to, to president. Why was Firehouse something that you wanted to, to help lead? It's a really, really special brand with a ton of growth ahead of us. It's something where 
when you talk to guests about this brand, they light up. So many folks are so passionate about this brand. It's not just anecdotally. We see it in our guest research. And, you know, credit to, to the founders, Robin and Chris, and what Don did and Don built over his long career at Firehouse. They really not only grew the brand to be an incredibly, you know, successful 1,200 plus location concept with one of the better unit economics in the industry, but they built something that was incredibly loved by guests. For number one, in terms of community support, we are typically number one in terms of hot sandwiches in the industry. We have among the highest guest satisfaction in the industry, and it's that kind of daily passion and commitment to, to serving our guests every single day that the leadership team helped instill throughout the organization, throughout our franchisees to make it so special. And for me, it was, you know, this thing is, is so, so special. There's already been a great foundation that's been built. How could I come and help and take this from this incredible foundation and just explode this brand, make it something that we think is going to be one of the leading sub players in the United States, in Canada, internationally. We're pushing out 1,300 locations. We think we can go a lot further than that, a lot further than that within the United States. And we're just really excited about the growth opportunity we have in front of us. So how do you do that? Getting to 1,300 locations is one sort of fight. You know, consistently showing up on 100 top franchises in the country, the expanding internationally, that's one sort of thing that former CEO Don Fox helped grow it to, that as you said, the founders started and then it became this thing. But taking it to the next level is a different sort of challenge. You have cultural issues of making sure that you keep your relationship strong with your franchisees, your franchisors, you know, you have making sure you're picking good locations. How do you do that? How do you grow to that next level when you have such a high base? Mentioned a few things there. So first off on the relationships with the franchisees, I think Don really enabled kind of all myself and and new folks who joined the brand to get to help get us get by and early with the franchisee system. We have an incredible, incredible group of franchisees, which is why we have the guest satisfaction that we do have. And he's really helped make it an easy landing for us to work closely with our franchisee advisory councils, gain their support. And we've really tried to go above and beyond in terms of our communication with our franchisees to ensure that they were aligned with the direction that we were going in the plan, ramping up our monthly webcast, more notes to the system, hitting the road, making sure we're doing regional meetings, really trying to take folks along on the journey, which which was an important learning, especially from my time with Tim's. And now it's getting folks excited about what the future holds. And a big part of that is sharing a path to to growing their profitability. And if folks believe that there's a clear path to improving the returns on our restaurants and growing their profitability, folks are going to be more excited about building more locations and growing their business. A lot, a lot of really exciting work underway to help our franchisees grow their profitability. And we're feeling really optimistic about that. And then once they feel confident, it's putting the right tools and processes in place, making sure that we have the best analytics tools in terms of where we can build our location and forecasting and, and understanding how many restaurants we can hold in each market and being really thoughtful and making sure where we're placing restaurants. The good thing is with 1,300 locations or close to 1,300 locations, there's still a lot of white space throughout the U.S. and in Canada. You know, I mentioned Canada that's also a really exciting market for us. We have a, a meaningful base over 60 locations already in Ontario. Uh, we're looking to expand uh, to expand throughout throughout the country, uh, and actually leveraging some of our partners that we currently use at Tim Hortons uh, to help us grow in other other regions of the country. So I know in the QSR space, multi-branded locations are becoming somewhat more of a thing. Do you ever see that as a path forward for Firehouse? 
at least in the near term, our focus would be on, on we'll, we'll share franchisees, but we wouldn't want to share share the space. I, I think we want to we want to keep the brands uh, separate, having their own identity. There are synergies for sure by sharing franchisees, but uh, something we've tried to do with, with essentially all of the brands within the RPI portfolio is is kind of give them their own distinctive identity. They have their own distinctive day parts and routines from our guests. And even as a team that manages them, we really try to keep the brands individual. So really empowering the individual brands to make decisions on what they think is best for each of their brands. You mentioned COVID and talked about handing masks out of the, the drive-through. One of the things that Firehouse was praised for in talking to franchisees is how well the, the brand pivoted, rolling out new technology for, for ordering, different packaging for uh, you know delivery. COVID obviously reshaped quick service restaurants, the entire dining industry. Are you seeing, have customers come back to the dining rooms the same way? Are you still focused on that delivery and takeout model? I think we need to hit home runs in all areas. I will say we're starting to see a bit more of a return for dining. I don't expect it's going to get to where it was in 2019, still meaningfully below where we were in 2019. That being said, the guests that are coming in for that dining experience, they're very particular. They want the dining experience. And so the stakes are even higher for us to make sure that we're giving them the best in class experience when they do come in and serving them properly when they do come in. So I don't think it'll get back, but it's as critically as important as it ever will be. And you mentioned technology, so I will have to give a, a quick plug. We're pretty excited. We're in the process of rolling out our new app for Firehouse Subs. So we you know, really were able to do well by pivoting and leveraging our technology in COVID, growing our third-party delivery, growing what we call a rapid rescue, which is um, online ordering and mobile order and, and pay. And uh, we realized and identified that we think we have some opportunities to make that app experience more efficient, more seamless, a bit more modern. So we're very excited about the new app that's being rolled out over the next several weeks. We're going to be talking about it quite a bit more over the next several months. And I think this will be another unlock for us for future growth. Cool. What functionality is what that bring to the table that uh, customers don't have now? Overall, it's going to be a more seamless process, more streamlined process for ordering, be quicker to check out. Um, it's going to have integrated payment methodologies that weren't in the previous version of it. The entire user interface is quite a bit different than what folks were used to before. And then it's going to unlock for us a bunch of opportunities and personalization and all those great opportunities you know that other brands are doing and ultimately make our loyalty experience, which is already great, a great loyalty program, the best in class loyalty program, I think, in the industry with, with the next version of our app. Mike Hancock joining us. Next, potential changes to the recipe for success when Florida Business Minds continues. People's Gas, invested in lowering emissions and developing sustainable energy for a greener Florida. People's Gas is committed to Florida's clean energy future. Learn more about renewable natural gas at floridasenergy.com. What other changes when you come into a brand like Firehouse that has such deep roots? And as you seem excited, you know, looking at your faces, we're talking, you were excited in talking about everything Firehouse has done up to this point. But what other changes do you think need to be made as you're on this growth path? The, the beautiful thing about Firehouse, there's very few opportunities where you get to come into a brand like this, where it has such outstanding fundamentals. So I, I mentioned before the community, the food, the guest satisfaction, the the exceptional operations that our franchisees deliver every single day. It's now on us and how can we refine 
on the margins to, to make ourselves even better. We think we have opportunities in terms of the speed and the time it takes to order at Firehouse. If you go to a Firehouse, you can end up waiting 15, 20 minutes if you're ordering in the restaurant. That shouldn't be the case. We're, we're looking at new technology, new equipment, to streamline our kitchen process. We're going to be rolling out a new test restaurant by the end of this month in Jacksonville, which we're very excited about, that's going to have some of this new technology. And we're going to continue to push the envelope there to drive a better guest experience. One thing that is consistent across everyone here is that we will never do anything to compromise the quality of our products. They have to consistently be equal or better than they ever been. That is what made this brand so special. But we do think there's some operational improvements we can make to more streamline this brand. I mentioned the technology. We're very excited about some of the technology changes that we're making. And ultimately, a big focus for us going back is how can we unlock growth? How can we bring our incredible subs to more guests? And ultimately, that's going to be a virtual cycle that's going to help to grow this brand. And going back to the, the community piece, help to grow our foundation, our foundation, which is delivering life-saving equipment to throughout the country, doing really, really special work. There's incredible stories that I've you know, personally heard about folks that have been saved, about our own team members that have been saved by our equipment. So it's really special, the brand mission that we have and all of that supporting our community, building more restaurants, growing more sales, driving more profitability, just a virtual cycle for our system, that which I'm really excited to be a part of. Was, my next question actually is going to be about the, the Firehouse Subs Foundation, which which makes donations to first responders, life-saving equipment, things like that. Separate organizations, technically, but obviously the foundation and Firehouse are intertwined. You sit on the board of the foundation. Why is it important to Firehouse Subs that you, as the company became part of RBI, that you still stay intertwined with the Firehouse Subs Foundation? It sounds very simple. It comes down to it's it's the right thing to do. Folks here in the office that have been part of this brand for a long time truly believe in the foundation, what it stands for, the mission of the foundation. I think folks coming in from RBI that are new to the brand, one of the most appealing aspects of joining this brand is the foundation. It's a pretty unique opportunity where you get to be part of a brand that is making such an incredible impact on their community. I think every brand has their own special way, or many brands do have their own special way of trying to give back. I like to think that ours kind of leads the charge. There's not many folks who can say and point to examples that, hey, we have this activation we were able to raise the spending dollars through it. And we know that this equipment went to this part of the country that helped save someone's life. It's quite special. And there's so many of these examples that happen every single year. We know that fire departments throughout the country continue to be underfunded. Actually, one of the most frustrating parts is we have to deny quite a bit of grants every year because we need even more funds. So part of the special part of growing this brand is we want to eventually get to the point where we're, we're not denying a single grant, where we can approve every single grant that gets applied and help support our communities in that way. So I think it's just a cause that people feel really passionate about at office here, uh, very, very, very tied to all the decisions that we make. As we think about new products, we think about growing our brand, it's a constant conversation as how does this impact our foundation. And it's just part of the culture here. And, and again, I, I have to give credit to the founders and Don, I think they did a phenomenal job of instilling that throughout the organization. We've gotten kind of detailed, which I really appreciate in this conversation, but looking more broadly, obviously there, um, you know, you're coming into a business where margins are always tight, inflation squeezed that even more, labor challenges have hit across the restaurant space. As you look out over the rest of 2023, 
What do you see on the horizon for your franchisees and how do you help them deal with those challenges? I think there's several areas. It's first off on us to come out with the right activations, right plans, the right investment of our marketing dollars and make sure that we're growing top line. That's always fundamental to our business. And I think we've got a really thoughtful plan that we're going to be sharing at our at what we call our family reunion, which, which is our convention at the end of next month. So we're really excited about that aspect. I think there's more tools we can provide. There's further we can go in terms of how we can optimize our labor in our restaurants, more tools to support them in terms of scheduling. And a big part for us being part of a larger system with RBI is how do we leverage that weight to have better buying power, continue to bring down costs in the restaurant. I think we have an opportunity there. We've already seen several those negotiations hit and help drive profitability. We think there's a lot further we can go. So there's a lot of work underway there at the moment. And I mentioned earlier our thought on how we can continue to optimize our restaurants through innovation and eventually through smarter design, better equipment, more advanced equipment. We think there's opportunities there to streamline the the, the process in our restaurants and, and be a little bit less labor intensive. So as you get into, you know, you went to your first year as president, as you were thinking, you're going to your first family reunion there. But as you look over the rest of 2023, what do you want to accomplish in your first year? What, do you, what boxes do you want to tick to have this year be a successful one for you individually? The ultimate score, Carnegie, at the end, uh, or the scoreboard is going to be franchisee profitability. So have I, have I taken where we were in 2022 and materially grown it in 2023 and then set ourselves up so we can continue to build upon that each year? I think that's probably the biggest priority for myself and for my entire team. I think we already have a fantastic team here. So obviously as president, want to make sure that we're all rolling in the direction as, a, as an organization as we go through transition. Obviously it's a change coming in for myself from Don who, who just has an incredible legacy with everything that he's done here. So continuing to, to support everyone here the best we can to help drive mutual success. And I think the last piece would be how do we get that, uh, ensuring that the development machine is going in the right direction and we feel good about our plans. We're finishing 23 with a number and, and a growth number that we're, we're feeling excited about. But most importantly, we've set ourselves up that 24, 25, 26 are going to be really exciting years for us from a growth perspective. But foundationally, I think the most important thing I can do is making sure that our franchisees are doing better. Uh, and as long as our franchisees are doing better, everything else will take care of itself. Last question, what's your favorite order? I'm a brisket guy. Although I will say now uh, with the smoke and triple stack, I would have to say that I jump between the two a bit. If you haven't tried it, it's a little plug for the smoke and triple stack, but uh, I am definitely a brisket guy. So. I have not tried it, but I am a fan of the brisket as well. So uh, I, have, I have to give it a taste. So it, it is incredible. I truly recommend it. You get the blend of the brisket, some turkey, some ham. So you should go for it. Awesome. I appreciate your time today and, uh, and good luck. It's going to be fun to see, uh, see how everything develops. Absolutely. I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much. Mike Hancock, CEO of Firehouse Subs, joining us. Thank you for downloading Florida Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Florida. And brought to you by Tico People's Gas at the heart of Florida's energy.